Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season. In fact, today we are closing out our season on Joe Johnston's 2011 film, Captain America, The First Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright, and I'm just trying to figure out what logo stinger I want around my name as I leave every Zoom call from now on. Uh, that's right. We are talking about minute 125. We're two hours and five minutes into this film. We're talking, uh, well, technically two hours, four minutes and one second through 12 seconds. That's what we have <laughs> for today. We only have 12 seconds. It is two logos. We look at the Marvel logo and we look at the Paramount logo and that's it. Captain America, the, the, the first Avenger is over, but for those 12 seconds, we still brought Eric Deutsch back. Hello, Eric. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Well, I, well, listen, this is, you know, this is truly the culmination of what has happened with my services on this podcast. I wouldn't have it minute. any other way. That's right. That's right. Well, this is what I'm calling the What Have You Learned, Dorothy Minute. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about Yeah. Yeah. Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, Eric. First, we're going to start um, favorite Captain America moments. We always ask our guests, what from the films, the comics, wherever, what would you say is your favorite Captain America moment? Oh, I mean, from the movies, it's a no brainer and it's cliche. But I mean, standing before Thanos's army uh, alone in uh, Endgame, I mean, that's it's, it's one of the you know best movie uh, shots in any movie I've ever seen. Forget about just the MCU. The comics, I would say, pretty much the same shot in the comics from uh, the Infinity Gauntlet comic series that that shot is based off of, where Thanos has taken out pretty much everybody else and caps the least powerful one there, and he stands there before Thanos, and he's like, until you defeat me, you can't claim total victory, and that's what you want. And Thanos is like, you've got to be kidding me, and Cap's like, nope. Come on, let's 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 do this now. Uh, and I mean, when they announced they were making Infinity War and Endgame. I remember going along and saying, this panel from that comic better be in one of these two movies. It just, it better be. And so when they had that in that movie, I was like, ah, yeah, satisfaction. There it is. That's awesome. I, I feel like, have we had anybody call out that specific shot, Pete? I feel I like they've talked so. about Avengers Assemble, you know, picking up uh, Thor's hammer, like a lot of those moments. But I don't feel like that shot specifically has been called out. And it is a great shot. It's a very powerful, powerful moment to see him yeah. as the lone figure standing there. So nice. I love it. I love that. I'm, I'm curious about uh, you, Andy, because you have been... Uh, I, I think more of a bear on this movie maybe than I am. I think I like it more than you. Is that possible? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you answered, you do you like this movie quickly. more than me. That's fine. No, I... Has your opinion changed? What have you learned, Dorothy? Like, has your opinion changed on on your favorite capisms? Well, I mean, I love a lot of, like, those sorts of moments. Like, I, I feel that... As the franchise has progressed, the filmmakers really locked into those powerful moments with with Captain America and Steve Rogers when he is standing there alone or when he is picking up something or when he is having his last dance uh, with Peggy. Like they they found such beautiful ways to kind of um, uh, move the character through the franchise. Like uh, this movie is not one of my favorites. I enjoy it. I, I think it's a fun movie. But I think what they have figured out is really how to how to capture those moments. And they've been really smart 
about telegraphing stuff. So you've got moments that end up being a setup that they probably, at the time they made this movie, didn't even realize was going to be a setup for something else that was going to come later. Like, I don't know if they realized that I could do this all day was going to uh, work Blow as well up. as it did. Yeah. Right. And and then be able to use it as a joke on himself that he even uses later when he's mocking himself uh, for saying that, you know, to, to himself. And so... I, I love that they have found ways to kind of continue creating those connections and strengthening those moments in the films because it makes them that much better. And so that's something I really like about mm. um, this film as the starting place for all of that. Yeah, I think I think what has what has even grown on me watching it minute by minute is the is how subdued this movie is, particularly compared to the other cat movies that are such action movies. Um, that this movie is an action movie insofar as there is a big action-y third act, but there's an awful lot of just propaganda and science and talking. And I think that is maybe the bravest thing that Marvel could have done is to give us a movie that is about mass media, how people's opinions are changed, how we communicated about the war, what patriotism really is and really looks like, and all through the magic and the technology of making a little guy look like a big guy and doing that transformation transformation and making him also humble. My one of my very favorite moments has been and continues to be when he jumps on the grenade and it's just a little guy jumping on a grenade. And that is such a special, uh, I think, little gem of a Captain America moment. And he hasn't even become Captain America yet uh, at that point. So that's some there's some stuff in here that I think is really, uh, you know, Joe Johnston's sensibilities, I think, allow him to come out as a bold filmmaker in the scope and uh, scene diorama of superheroes and still make a good movie that that can hold up, I think, for, you know, hold up through time. I think it's still interesting to talk about because of what it does beyond just fake things, throwing things at fake things, even though there's plenty of blue beam. There's plenty of blue beam for sure. So, Eric, we didn't ask you this, but uh, in the scope of Joe Johnston, you know, Pete was just talking about a lot of the sensibilities they brought. Do you like Joe Johnston? Are you are, are you a fan of of him as a director? I mean, I I'm. I'm I'm wondering if the only other movie I've seen of his is Jurassic Park three. I'm um, trying to think. Did you see The Rocketeer or October Sky or No Jumanji? Uh, no, the kids. Okay. Oh, the the first Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, the the original. Oh, okay, one. yeah, sure. I saw that. Okay, I didn't know he did okay. that one. Yeah, that was his first movie. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm a big. I know him. I really know him more as a Star Wars behind the scenes guy. Uh, sure, he's, sure, he's sure. Such, such a huge Star Wars guy. You know, that's what I know him much, much more. I, you know, I wasn't really a fan of Jurassic Park three. I mean, I checked his kids. It's an enjoyable movie. I mean, this, this movie is definitely my favorite movie that he's made. You're talking to probably the only person who loves Jurassic Park three. It's more than, <laughs> Thank more you. than I pretty much be. most of them. <laughs> yeah. I love Jurassic Park three. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, I know. I know. It's <laughs> what can I say? It's so much fun. The Rocketeer, I mean, knowing that you're such a fan of this, I would say definitely watch The Rocketeer. I have a feeling you'd really enjoy what he's doing there because it feels so much in um, almost like a a like a sibling film to this one. You know, it's about a, a it takes place during World War Two and it's about a kid who finds this rocket pack and becomes the superhero and helps Nazis. <laughs> so so <laughs> there you go. right up your alley. Totally right up your alley. <laughs> 
Um, I, I do like the sensibilities that he does bring to it. And that is something that I really do enjoy with Joe Johnston and enjoy with this film is there is that sense to it. And to your point, Pete, I am really glad that they started this in this period. Like the fact that Captain America wasn't somebody who we just, who we, we start, we see at the beginning of the first Captain America film, wake up in 2011. And now he's got a, you know, go on an adventure in the present day. Like, right. Because then you end up with Captain America on the beach, you know, sketching. <laughs> like we, we've seen that. Movie. Sure. Sure. <laughs> right. Uh, Pensive and the artist. That yeah. is true. Uh, have you seen those TV movies, Eric? The Captain America ones? Um, I, I saw, no, I, I saw the one that was, um, I don't know, was it like the late eighties or something? 1990 with the red rat yeah yeah that's the one that i saw yeah. it was i mean there it was you go incredibly yeah. horrendous but it's... i never saw the ones from those earlier ones where he was like a i've seen clips on youtube like where he was a horrible motorcycle helmet right oh yeah. yeah yeah okay i've seen a couple of clips on youtube and like the plexiglass shield on the front of his yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they're special in their own way for sure <laughs> for sure i i am glad that they did give us a period film and, you know, because that was a big risk. Thor was a big risk. And then to follow Thor up with another big risk of let's do a period superhero film like that was that was two potential snags that really could have caused Marvel to tumble after three other successful films, you know. But, you know, then to do a space god and this period film like that could have I mean, to your point, you know, in our previous minutes. We might not have had the Avengers if Thor and Captain America just didn't quite work. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then where are you? Then we don't have the, you know, the what ends up being, I think, a really compelling Captain America storyline, even as it involves so many of the other uh, Avengers, um, just watching Cap deal with uh, the state. Right. And the uh, authoritarian sort of spy machine. And like those are things that are really compelling. And those stories come off of what they've built here. And I think that's um, that's a neat chain of narrative events that we get to follow and, and that we get to feel the way we feel when he catches Thor's hammer. Right. You talk about these movies working. If they didn't work, we would not feel that great when he's the one who has the um, you know, he, he has what it takes to wield the hammer. And that's that's pretty special. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, Eric, from the Captain America trilogy, do you have like what would your order of preference be? Uh, Civil War, Winter Soldier, First Avenger. It, it, so Civil War starting at the in place as, as, as the as my uh, favorite. favorite. One. Uh, okay, Civil War favorite. my favorite one. Then Winter Soldier. Then uh, First Avenger. Gotcha. Okay. What if you throw in the uh, Infinity War Endgame? Uh, just because Cap has such a uh, a storyline that resolves in those movies. Uh, well, Infinity War is my favorite MCU movie overall. Oh, so um, I would put Infinity War. Uh, would I put Endgame before Civil War? Um, ooh, that's tough. <laughs> um, I I would th- I'd put Endgame like just like the slightest bit above Civil War, I guess. Okay, gotcha. And since since Pete started, where would you throw in the Avengers and Age of Ultron? Okay, so let's see. So Infinity War, then Endgame, then Civil War, then Winter Soldier. 
then the Avengers, um, then Age of Ultron, then First Avenger. Interesting. Okay, now you've done that. Then where would you put Ant-Man and then <laughs> Mary Poppins, but the Lin-Manuel version? <laughs> uh, Ant-Man after the first Avenger, and I've never seen the Lin-Manuel Miranda Mary Poppins. So by default, it goes last. Outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> Asked and answered. All right. Well, okay, so we're wrapping up our season of Captain America with this 12 seconds of this particular minute. Let's uh, shift our attention uh, forward. We're we're doing a few different things um, with our new season, which should be fun. Um, instead of just having our guests do five minutes at a time, we're throwing it open so they can pick any five minutes of the movie. So um, it will be an interesting thing to explore that way. But just thinking about exploring the Avengers uh, for next season, are there things that uh, that you two are excited about uh, talking? Because Eric, that was something you're gonna, you picked your five minutes of the Avengers. You were the first one to get to pick minutes. Um, so, what are you two excited about for next season? I wish I had a profound answer, but I'm excited for the five minutes I picked. I mean, that's <laughs> like, like I mean, being given first choice means I, I actually like a true geek. I actually spent like a good twenty minutes thinking about. Which five minutes do I really most want? Uh, and so I really tried to, you know, make sure I picked five minutes I would most enjoy talking about. But I also wanted to not only have five minutes of all fighting either, mm-hmm. though. Uh, right, so right. I did. If 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 you were to if I were to list every single minute in order of my favorite minutes, these wouldn't necessarily be literally my five favorite minutes of the entire movie, uh, because I wanted to have like you know I specifically chose one minute because of a joke that's told in that minute because there's a lot of humor in this movie so i wanted to be able to talk about the humor of the movie and i chose i made sure to choose a scene that's in the final battle because i love the final battle and then i made sure to choose a minute um when uh, the good guys are fighting each other because that's a big part of the movie so i did want to get different types of scenes so that i could talk about those different types of scenes nice nice now, Pete, what about you? What are you excited about returning to this movie for 140? Was it 143 episodes that we're going to be doing? No, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing right now. You're trying to heavy up. You're making it a chore because you are not as crazy no, about this movie. I'm I know. just, I'm just no, asking. It's just true. Asking. It's true. I'm excited <laughs> about a lot of this movie because in, in spite of the fact that we have a uh, a writer director that is uh, controversial in a lot of circles and is a terrible terrible apologizer like just doesn't know how to make good with the world uh it's just done wrong every turn around every single corner he's just failed uh to to be a better person one of the things that he was able to do his superpower is writing fun dialogue for groups banter is his gift and this movie is a real showcase of that gift and i think watching these characters in their in their personality their persona with some of his voice makes for some really fun uh fun conversational scenes like as much as i adore the finals the final battle in new york city i love it and that the final battle in new york city is a centerpiece for so much trauma and grief to come in the rest of the MCU. People are dealing with New York City. I, you know, I love the big flying monster. I love all of that stuff. But most of it, I just love the way they interact with each other and they try to learn to be with one another. So I know it has a lot of problematic stuff. And also, 
I really enjoy the movie. I really do. I'm curious if you're going to make me hate it. Well, I am curious, uh, you know, the flip of that, because I, I recently rewatched it and I was like, yeah, it's not it doesn't hold up. It feels like it's just filling holes, getting us to better stuff down the road. And, you know, honestly, I was never really excited about Loki as the villain in this. And even on my rewatch, I'm like, gosh, Loki, I just am so tired of this of Loki. I just don't I, I feel like. It wasn't until later films where I uh, enjoyed Loki, and uh, but I am hoping as I go through this that I that things click for me more. And I, you know, I will say as I explore th- these movies, really any movie. I mean, even you know, Escape from New York, whatever, whatever. When I've guested on any of these, anytime I'm exploring a movie in minute detail like this, I always end up finding so many more little things to love and to latch onto and to connect with. And so that is something that I am looking forward to with the Avengers is finding all of those little things that I can latch onto and enjoy. Um, and so to that end, I mean, look at me being uh, optimistic, Pete. I'm, I'm looking forward to it so that I can explore it and find things to love with the movie. Astounding. Astounding. I think that the Grinch's heart just grew... <laughs> What is it? Two sizes? Three sizes. Three sizes. Two sizes, three sizes. How many sizes? It grew many sizes. So many sizes. That's right. I have a question for Eric. Can I can I can I can I question Eric directly? May I address the witness? Please. <laughs> uh Eric, I, I mentioned that there are problematic issues with Joss Whedon as a director. What do you how do you approach watching material from problematic uh problematic folks in Hollywood? Are you are you one of those people that's easy easy to separate? Uh, church and state, so to speak. Yeah, I am. I mean, I didn't know any of this stuff was going on when I saw, you know, the Avengers um, and when I saw Age of Ultron. So to then go back and watch a movie that I really enjoyed because I found out after the fact that the director's a complete schmuck. And now the the movie's already has its place, you know, yeah. in my heart. It's on the shelf so, already. <laughs> you know, right. And not only that, but I mean, yes he's the writer director so he's the driving force but it doesn't change the fact that that's not the only reason i like the movie i like the actors and you know i like the special effects and i you know so um to downgrade the movie in my mind because of stuff that he did on set both here and even more so on other productions that even had nothing to do with the avengers you know it kind of does a disservice to the movie as a whole and to everyone else involved in the movie yeah well, and what a better what better time to make that statement than as we wrap up a week of minutes talking about the thousand some odd people who made the movie, right? Like mm, it is true. an it's an extraordinary sort of com- a parallel that we're talking about this giant team that comes together to make this movie and have to celebrate all of their work and I am sure because humans are complex organisms, that there are other people who made this movie who probably have things that I might not like about what they do in their, in their, you know, with, with others. I'm sure it's a big crew and there are people of all cuts. And yet they came together and made a film that I really, really like and appreciate. So, um, I, that's the spirit, I think. What, what you just said, that's the spirit that I go into this movie and this next season, uh, uh actually ready to celebrate and ready to just help Andy, uh, around every corner. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Um, this It's not going to be a long break between this season and next. So get ready for those episodes to start dropping. Keep an eye on your podcatchers. Uh, it will be not a lot of time. That's Tell all the I'll truth. Say. We're starting Just tomorrow. Not a lot of time. That's, that's, the next one comes out tomorrow. I thought right. we were starting as soon as we ended this. Right. <laughs> right. We have another year. They just, they they just right aren't going to stop. Yep. Exactly. All right. Well, that is it for the season. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thanks all, to all of our wonderful uh, guests that we've had over the course of the season. We've had a, one, a whole slew of amazing guests that have been a part of the show. And uh, yeah, we're wrapping it up. So we, uh, I think we are going to try doing one hiatus episode where I think we're going to talk about the Agent Carter uh, one shot. Yes. And I think that's it. And then I think we'll be. Then we were talking about the Avengers. It's crazy. All right. Well, Eric, last chance to tell everybody about your podcasts. All right, everyone. Remember, Flash Gordon Minute, Escape from New York Minute. If you've been listening all week, you know about the Facebook groups. (laughs) That's right. And they're in the links. So check them out, everybody. We are out of here. Uh, Pete, it's been a lot of fun this season. uh, And thanks, as always. Your trooper, Andy, did a hell of a lot of work this season. And you will be back in the Avengers by minute. I sure will. Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm, and if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show.